What is up? And welcome back to the podcast, Becoming a Character. This is the host of the podcast, Dallas Prater. Um, and today I want to kind of elaborate a little further on what I was speaking on yesterday. Um, I'm not much of a motivator or anything like that. I prefer hardcore tactics and strategies and things like that. And that's why I'm describing you the process of building, you know, the movement behind the Jones Room. Because I'm all about tactics and strategies and hardcore things that you can use to build your own uh social movements around your purpose um but at the core of it you know that's what a a boss does you know they define uh what it is is their calling what it is is their purpose and they pursue it relentlessly in a way that gathers people around that common goal and they support it endlessly with their with their lifeline until the goal becomes reality within society and you collectively enjoy the rewards of it as 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 a collective as a movement that's what a boss does you know but uh it, it's just a lot that's been on my mind and a lot that's been bothering me lately because you know i do have a job and i do go to work every day and i talk to people every day because you know i'm almost interrogative with the way that i approach people you know because i want to know if we have it's you know it's this ezra pound poem that my brother sent to me I want to read this poem to you because, you know, it really describes the way that I feel about life. The days, let's see. Um, like this poem, like I, love, I really recently realized I love poetry too. like super short. It's called and the days are not full enough. And the poem is and the days are not full enough and the nights are not full enough. And life slips by like a field mouse, not shaking the grass. And that's the entire poem. You're just getting chills and reading because that's the way I feel about life. And if I'm going to meet someone, I want to make sure we have a full experience. And so at the casino, I sit at the tables and the new people that come in, they double behind me to brush up on their game procedure and gain more confidence for when they sit in the tables. And with every new week, there's probably a new crop of people that come in and a new person that doubles me. And I've met a lot of people and I make sure that these moments that we share are full and so I'll ask them everything about their life because if we're going to cross paths even just for the second, I could be gone in an instant. You never know. I want to know who it is that I'm speaking to. And a lot of these people I feel innately are bosses like you might be bosses. And they want to be something. They have a calling. Um, but as I said yesterday, life and your environment has contorted your perception of what is possible, of who you are and who you should be to such a degree that either you don't think it's possible you don't want to admit it you know i've met animators i've met archaeologists i've met people who want to don't really have a goal but they want to explore the world and see the pyramids as they're scattered throughout the you know the planet you know i've met a lot of people who aspire to do many things um but more often than not i hear people say oh i don't know what i want to be and I sense that there is something because this is something I've used to do with myself with my family because I felt like they ridiculed me, which is, you know, I think the right assumption. But, uh, you know, no shade to them because, you know, me and my family don't have any problems. We're very friendly with each other. I love them. They love me. But, you know, it's just certain things like they want you to go to college and get a great career and be a success uh, by the way they define it. But we just define it differently as bosses. But, you know, they say they don't know or that, you know, I heard one person say to me straight up, like, you know, dreams and and becoming something that's fairy tales, you know, and then you grow up. And I feel like a lot of people, you know, are scared to 
become the person that they were meant to be, uh, become the boss they were meant to be. And so, you know, I just wanted to talk about that in this episode, you know, the fear and the doubt that people face because because the environment that that they're in and and all, you know, all I feel like a lot of people face fear because all that they will have to face, you know, you look at the path in front of you and it's a, such a long path and it, it, it is it is a path filled with, you know, clouds and shadows and rain and it's not fun. It's not a happy path. And, you know, what I've been talking about on this podcast is, you know, the the. The qualities, well, not the qualities, the things that you need in your life, whether it be uh, like literal things like vitamins that you might take or habits that you might take up, the things, the recipe for developing a chemical state in your brain that makes you feel like a boss and act like a boss and live like a boss with time because you're partaking in these habits. I've talked about the things that go into that on this podcast. What is the recipe for that? Um... But one of the greatest recipes for that is your environment. You know, the process for which you undertake, I mean, the process, the process of pursuing your dreams is usually what creates the environment that makes you that person. And without having a pursuit, you know, because that's one of the variables, that's one of the pieces of that recipe without having a pursuit. A lot of times you can do everything that you can in your life, particularly even um, but you can do, uh, you know, anything that you can. You can follow the entire other recipe, but unless you have a person, person, purpose of passion, you'll never feel those boss chemicals. You'll never feel that balance in your brain, that joy and happiness. And that is just the way we are as human beings. Even during the pandemic, a lot of people got a lot of time off work. A lot of people think that they need, they wanted to just be paid to do nothing and coast and be on vacation and be at home, but uh, without goals uh, and without pursuit and without passion, the human mind is actually dissatisfied. Uh, if you look at the pyramid of motivation by, uh, uh, you know, hierarchy of needs or whatever you want to call it, you know, the top of the pyramid is pursuit, you know, and without that pursuit, we'll feel unfulfilled gold medalists who win the Olympic gold medal because they no longer have a goal, usually fall into depression, you know, and they can't describe why, because they thought it was the destination instead of the pursuit, but it's the pursuit that does it and that makes, that makes you feel good. And so, you know, a lot of people, they don't want to pursue things because they feel like it's a long tedious path and it'll make them unhappy but the pursuit ironically enough i feel like life is almost a conscious thing that like well life is almost a thing that that on purpose puts you on a path that'll first off turn you into the person that is a boss but it'll it'll bring you it'll bring you trials that are perfectly suited to your needs that'll deliver you some purpose and joy and happiness um you know, I remember when I was back in, uh, back, you know, and, and, and also I, I want to say these, I know this is like a little splintered of a podcast episode, that these trials, like, uh, you know, they're, they're not all, they're always as, they always seem daunting, but they're always perfectly suited to you. They're always perfectly crafted to you. And if not, they'll be adjusted to meet who you are. You know, um, I remember even, you know, when I, you know, got kicked out of my parents' house, uh, in September 5th of 2019, after the armed robbery because I refused to go back to work and I refused to go back to school and I wanted to work only my purpose. Um, I was living with my girlfriend and her mother and, you know, I was just, you know, at their house and me and my girlfriend was discussing going to California because she wanted to be an actor and we didn't know how because we didn't have any money. 
and the school costs like that she wanted to go to cost two thousand dollars and we didn't have any money to travel across the country for gas or any of that and but we just started we just decided on it no matter how daunting the task was and this piece of the story is about adjustment okay uh that these tasks are suited for you you know and you'll see uh some very miraculous things once you start on the path but i remember you know just as we were planning to go not knowing how we would go there she got a credit line extension of to, to up to two thousand dollars and you know it perfectly fulfilled you know it, it perfectly matched our need for cash and so we were able to just as we were about to go literally drive across the country now albeit i got here negative three hundred dollars but before i left you know um i remember talking on the phone with my father and this is kind of what i'm discussing with the, the idea the principle that i want to discuss primarily right now uh, my father was like, okay, like, you know, because I left at home and I wasn't speaking to them and things like that. I had one last phone call before I left. And he was like, why, why do you want to do that? Like, we have this path for you. It's sunshine and rainbows and it's easy. Um, you know, you want to just go to college and get a career and make money and live happily ever after. This is the easy thing to do. It's simple. It's linear. Um, and I was just telling them like, you know, yeah, it is that way. But the person that I need to become is like David Goggins said, you know, imagine you know, you get to the end of your life, you die and you go to heaven and God shows you the person that you were supposed to be. The person who did every rep in the gym, the person who ran every sprint the right way, the person that stayed up late at night as late as if humanly possible and did all the work. And imagine how perfect and accomplished and famous and rich and some, how much strong of a leader that person is. Imagine meeting that person and not being that person. And so that's why he's out there running every day and doing all these things. Uh, to become stronger and to maximize who he is in this lifetime and I told my father like you know I feel like you know because I, I get feelings I think I'm very superstitious about the path and the journey that I'm on whether it's real or not I don't know but there like I say you'll see a lot of miraculous things that'll make you feel like the world is conspiring to make it happen for you and so I told him like you know I feel like just in, innately into in, in my intuition like the path that I'm on here at home has expired and this path is a newfound challenge a newfound hardship that'll make me into a person that's qualified to have the life that i want it'll give me the challenges and therefore develop me in the ways that'll make me greater and so you know i went and got to california with negative 300 dollars in my bank account uh and i'm unable to pay anything my girlfriend you know she had liquidated stocks from the job that she was working at she was paying for the hotels she paid the down payment for the apartment like i was dead in the water and it was something that really emasculated me and it hurt my feelings and made me feel useless and like I was an anchor because for the years prior, I was always telling her like, we're going to be rich, we're going to be happy and this business is going to work, I'm going to be able to take care of you, we're going to go on trips around the world. Obviously, she doesn't want me to take care of her, she wants to be an actor, she wants to be rich herself, but you know, this is the dynamic that we always talked about and things like that and I always promised her and here I was being dead weight, you know, instead of even being a neutral partner going 50-50. Like I was taken from the taken from her. And I remember getting to our first, you know, uh, um, Airbnb in California, even and feeling the finiteness of the resources. Like, okay, what if we run out of food? Like, what if we can't eat? Like, what if we have no gas? Like, and even some days we still feel that. But it was just like, you know, uh, this feeling, this weight was crushing down on me. But with each step, like at first I didn't realize. At first I thought I was just purely suffering and that it was just hardship. And a lot of people might feel like that. I took this leap of faith and I got crushed. I turned, it got turned into a pancake. But with time, you know, unbeknownst to me, because a lot of it was just consciously, I thought I was just suffering and I thought I was just literally in hell. But I started getting better and better and better and better and better in such a slow way that it felt like nothing. And so 
I didn't think anything was happening, but I had made the leap of faith already and I had no choice uh, but to continue my pursuit. Um, and months went by that way. Not a single dollar in business, not a single success, not a single person being joined into my movement, which I want to update on that, by the way. So I'm you know, going to do that real quick. Um, the poster that I posted at you know, the lake that's local to me, um, it hasn't been working. Um, it's Silver Lake, by the way. I'm, I'm just going to be out with it. Uh, you know, I posted a poster over there. I don't know if the poster's up. I'll check soon. But that method of traffic hasn't been working. People have been either ripped it down or they've been jogging past it and they don't want to sign up for the challenge and be inducted into the movement. But uh, luckily for me, there is another way. This is like kind of the tactical part of the podcast I guess I'll go into. There's another way that I think I'll get traffic um, for, for, for the challenge and start to build the movement out. Um, you know, because there are four types of traffic. Um, there's uh, four methods of getting traffic. There's something called the Dream 100, which we'll discuss later. We've discussed it in past episodes. Um, there's content, posting content like this on this podcast. Uh, there is affiliates and there are joint ventures. Um, and all that is incorporated in the later stages of what we're doing here and what we're doing with the Jones Room to get traffic to it. And so the tips and I mean, there's little sh- secret tricks and strategies. Um, this was just the beginning. So we're going to talk more about how we're going to pivot um, away from this loss and start building that movement more in f- future podcasts and so But to resume a little bit of what I'm saying, I don't want to be all over the place. I don't want to be too too confusing with it. But uh, where I was going was that, you know, I, w- I felt like I was, you know, trapped in months and months and months and months was 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 spanning by. And I didn't have a lot of epiphanies. I didn't have a lot of breakthroughs. I didn't have a lot of moments in my life that made sense. And so I was confirming that part in my mind, like, okay, well, you were right. Like this leap of faith will just lead to tragedy, will just lead to destruction. Um, Like I think a lot of people might feel like they feel like when they say, I want to do this or I want to be this, but I can't. And like, I don't know, like the loss of status from even just saying what it is that you want to be, it hurts, you know, it breaks you. And I felt that way. I felt like a lot of moments, like I was broken, like I was hurt. Like I looked stupid to my girlfriend, to her mother, to my parents, just reporting over and over and over again that I had failed. Um, you know, it started to affect my own self-esteem and I felt not like a boss. I felt like less than dirt. I felt like less than trash. And the good thing about this podcast is I started this podcast in the midst of all that. I started this podcast in February of last year, 2020, and I was recording, literally documenting every single piece of that journey. So it's real. You can hear me get on the podcast even just a few weeks ago. And I didn't want to continue podcasting. I think on the hundredth podcast, so was one of those nights where I was, I was, you know, got finished crying in the car. I cried in the car all last year, you know. But uh, to make a long story short, uh, you know, one of the things that, you know, because because throughout this process, you know, it, it is like a year or two later, just about two years later now, and four months of two years. Um, I did have epiphanies along the way. I did learn things along the way. I did become stronger and better along the way. It was just so subtly that I couldn't tell at first. And with some of the strength, I started to learn to trust and lean into the process uh, because I realized it was making me better. And I started intuitively, you know, just like when I left home, intuitively making decisions that'll lead to the challenges that'll make me the right person. Um, and so, uh, you know, it's, it's a quote around that, you know, that we all have heard, you know, it's the obstacle is the way. It's kind of what I want to communicate in this podcast, the obstacle, the fear, the challenge is the way. And so, you know, before I left to go to California, so I want to just like, like put a stop on this story real quick. I'm going to resume, but I want to go back to the past and explain something. When I got robbed and kicked out of my house, it was because I refused to ever work a corporate job again, right? 
I didn't want to work a corporate job. Uh, I didn't want to. I didn't want to sacrifice my dreams and put it on the back burner in in in, in these things. Um, and, and and so for me, um, it, it's just I I just couldn't do it because like I realized if I died in an armed robbery, that it happened. I'm sorry if I'm speaking without context. Like I, I make a mistake of assuming that people who are new to this podcast have listened to it forever and know about the armed robbery and all these situations. And so I touched on them briefly. But speaking on, you know, the you know the armed robbery, I felt like if I died that night, you know, no one knew my name. I didn't do anything for the world, and it was because I had divided my time between college when I dropped out and you know work, and I wasn't getting enough done for my personal self. And so it was a promise that I made for myself tonight that I would never work a corporate job. And that's something that I said on this podcast over and over and over again in the beginning episodes, all the way up into the middle of the podcast. It wasn't until recently I stopped saying that. And so, you know, I've had challenges and bumps along the road. We're resuming the story about me being in California, being in California. There were bumps in the road and, and things like that. But one of the biggest challenges that I experienced was the fact that, you know, the pandemic ended and I stopped receiving government money, which... um even in itself is like, you know, you're an entrepreneur, like you're living off the government, like you're broke, like it's a huge blow to your pride. You know, even my girlfriend's mother was paying our rent um, before the government money would pay our rent. And, um, you know, you can see how this would make somebody feel Um, if they want to, they, 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 they have an ego like I do, or, you know, like I value myself and my work and I always thought I could accomplish it. I always thought I could do it. And so to be in this this place, like this dark night of the soul, where I was completely lost, help and power, helpless and powerless against the tide of the world, you know, especially if I trusted the world, I trusted my instincts, I trusted my intuition, it was it was baffling. But um, things changed when that government money came to an end. And so when the government money came to an end, uh, it was right before I was due to go home to Maryland. And before going home to Maryland, you know, uh, you know, it was we went back in June, and I think the money ended like in April or August or something like that. Me and my girlfriend was just discussing, like, okay, the money's going to end. We're not going to be getting paid. We're not going to be able to pay rent. We're not going to be able to eat. We're not going to be able to do anything. Like, like this is August or something of like this year, um, coming up on August, July, August, because I was home in June. And she was just telling me, like, what we were just discussing, like, bro, like, you're going to have to get a job, like, or one of us is going to have to get a job. And I was like, you know, if it's going to be somebody, it's going to be me. Because I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be that low after you've done all this and, and worked as hard as you have, and just continue to sit on my butt, my behind, and work on this business is not working, and continue to be prideful about it. Um, and so that was one of the hardest things. I remember riding up the the PCH uh, Pacific Coastal Highway of California alongside Malibu and Zuma in the night. And just being super emotional about the fact that, you know, it had been two years in California and two years before that. And I failed all the way up to the point where I, I actually have to violate my promise that I made on podcasts and go back to the corporate world. It was a big pain for me. Like it was it was a big heartache. And, and I'm, I, I told this entire story to lead up into that point because it's just like the point that you might be at where you're like, it's a big pain and a big status loss for you to jump and pursue your own dreams. Ironically for me, it was to jump and go back to a corporate world and go back to a job in order to survive and to work on somebody else because I felt like that's not what a boss was. But for you to decide to be a boss and decide to you know, take your own path and everybody think that's dumb and everybody thinks that's stupid, like I think working at the corporate world formerly was stupid. Um, for me, I just, like, I thought it would hurt too much. I thought it would be like an experience that was like a loss of status, an experience that made me look dumb and made me feel stupid. Um, 
but again like with time it just i just started to lean back into the process and remember you know the principles that had gotten me to this point in the first place to be alive and well and and still learning and trying and you know into intuitively i felt it was the right decision because when i left the corporate world you know it was to get the work done that i had to get done because time is finite but now another principle was hindering me from success it wasn't realizing that time was finite anymore and that I had to do things and take massive action. The principle that was stopping me from holding, holding me back from being a boss and feeling like a boss was really that I had too much ego, right? I had too much, I was like, people would always call me like a narcissist, you're an ego, you're cocky, you know, these different things. And being an unsuccessful entrepreneur with zero dollars in my bank account, I felt like I was above the rest of society. Even like my attitude, like towards people who are, you know, because because I'm a big fan of making money and being rich and rich people. Um, people call me a billionaire bootlicker and all these different things because of that, you know. And sometimes I feel like, you know, people who are poor, people who are going through the struggle, you know, they, they you know, I know they should pull themselves up by their bootstraps, man. It's no excuse to be poor. Being a poor person, um, there's no excuse to, you know, continue to work a you know, corporate job. Um, I had this God complex, this ego, and the world is, is seeking to balance me out. And so everything brought me full circle back to the corporate world. And so I just decided, like, this is going to be a painful experience. Like, I'm, I'm, I still have these doubts in my mind. Like, this is going to be a painful experience. It's going to lessen my status. It's going to make me feel dumb. All these things. But, you know, I have this fear around it. It's this obstacle for me because of this ego. You see, it just goes back to my earlier point. The obstacles that you'll face, the environments that you'll face, that you'll be forced into, that you'll feel like will harm you, are meant to shape you into the right person. I had too great of an ego to be a successful entrepreneur. And so, you know, I, I, I ended up going back, going back to work. You know, I just trusted my intuition. Like, if I fear this thing so much, it, might be, it must be the right thing for me. Um, if I want to resist this thing so much, it must be the right thing for me. This is where life is taking me trusted. I went back to work at the casino. And for the first few weeks, I was, again, right. You know, jumping in an environment. It was harsh. It was crushing me. Like, like I said in the last episode, it felt like I was in a shining. Even now, I'm taking out loans to pay rent. And I'm very, very back with my finances. I might not be able to pay rent in January and February. Who knows? I think tax returns might save me. We'll see. But I, I'm in this place where I'm like, like I was literally like, like looking in the mirror and didn't recognize who I was. Like complete disassociation. Like my brain was just warped for many times that I was working there. Like I felt like I was like monstrously high sometimes, you know, off like, you know, edibles that had been taken like weeks ago. Like, you know, I felt like I was just, my brain was just everywhere. And I kept Googling like symptoms of psychosia and things like that and worrying and tripping out because I just felt like I was going back. Like, like my, I don't know, it was just a completely wild moment where I was just out of my body for a lot of times and I felt you know it was between that and feeling extremely extremely negative and bad about life and you know it was just confirming like oh you're not a boss you suck you, you know you're, you're doing this every day but as time had went on and as I went through the environment these challenges these emotions again subtly began to craft me into a better person when I was young you know I'm going to resume that story but when I was young uh, I mean, me and my, I, you know, I, I used to be very religious. I grew up in the church. Um, and one of the, you know, premier elements of growing up in the church was that, you know, you must obviously make it to heaven. And one of the qualities that make, you know, qualifications to be in heaven, according to the church that I grew up in, which is a church that's actually in my family. I don't know how or why, but my grandmother's father built the church allegedly, um, was that you have to have the Holy ghost in order to go to heaven. 
Um, and so we would go to the church like at night. We would, we would just open it up because we had the keys and go in there and get on our knees and we would we would pray. Uh, we would tarry is what they call it. And we would just call for the Holy Ghost. We would call for God over and over and over and over again. We would just call for the, you know, for the Spirit to enter our bodies and, and to, to, to be um, to be renewed and, and, and to be a different person. It was an experience that I wanted very badly when I was a kid. I'm not really religious anymore, but, you know, I remember sitting there just night after night after night, hours after hours on my knees. Just We used to put paper towels in front of us. Um, we would, like, literally bend over to pray over, like, the the, the red cloth chairs in the church. It was rows of chairs. And we had red, red cloth on them, you know, as a seat cover or whatever, but it was, like, the chair's material. I mean... Not a seat cover, but it was the chair was red, okay? And we would put paper towels under us because we would drool from just speaking so much and just letting it all flow out and just being loose and being in this meditative state. And, you know, the towel would be soaking wet at the end of the day. But I remember walking out of the church, one of the, one of the Terrian sessions, just asking my grandmother how it felt to have the Holy Ghost. And she said, you know, the first night, you know, it just felt like the world was renewed like the stars and the moon and the sky and the wind were more crisp and bright and sharp than they'd ever been and she just felt light and free to resume the story man just working at the casino i went through this dark night of the soul um and i wrote many poems uh about the way i felt because i realized at the time i liked poetry one of the poetic lines there was like to aspire is to feel pain because it is to accept that things currently aren't as they are um you know, just me sitting at the casino analyzing why I was feeling that way and the pain that I was going through. Um, but it came to a point in time, I don't know what caused it, but where I came to a point in time where I was just, I guess through all the hardships and, you know, it, you know the challenges that I was facing, I was just learning and becoming a better person, you know. Um, and really it is, it is to, you know, I was day by day I feel like releasing my ego, releasing the narcissism that brought me there in the first place. You know, I was being humbled because here I was working this job and the entire path, I think, was to bring me towards humility. But I was working this job and I'm at this casino and people are at the table and they're playing, they're paying 60, they got $60,000 on the table. I've seen a guy with $60,000 on the table, you know, 10,000, 20,000. I've seen a group with 24,000 on the table, go to zero in the night, pull out 10,000 more and then play that all to zero again. Um, I've seen people spend you know, my rent money that I couldn't pay on the table right in one single hand. Uh, and all these people, you know, they were simple people. They weren't people that were, you know, high and mighty or egotistical or overcomplicated. They were extremely simple people. They were normal, average, regular, everyday people. Um, you know, and, 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 you know, it was even a point in time where, you know, it, it made me realize that like ego, you know, is, is it has a lot to do with why we try and fail. Ego is a, is a master's hindrance. There's uh, a guy on Instagram, he says, ego is not your amigo. Um, but if you have ego blocking you, it's, it's very hard to be successful. Because ego makes you think that your ideas and your principles are the right ones and that you know they're valuable because they're originating from you. And so what ego will often press people to do is not to be effective but to be artistic and so that's even why i'm changing the name of this podcast to becoming the boss because before it was surviving the cancel and grand design and 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 becoming the character and these are all egotistical things like this art like this is what i think is cool this is the coolest thing in the world because i said so like you're thinking like ego isn't like you think like you're narcissistic but ego also as in you're thinking of the world through the lens through your own personal lens 
which was a lot of what I was doing. Even in this podcast, I was talking in language that was like, like it, it was more complicated language than it had to be. Um, in contrast, these people were rich and these people were enjoying their life and had Benzes and things like that. They were very simple, regular people. Like they would like somebody that you would just see on the block and think nothing of. This guy that won twenty thousand in a day. Like I would honestly think he was like homeless or something. The way he was dressed, like just regular and simple. Um, whereas me, I'm trying to be all complicated and high, high intelligence and the way I speak and the way I design my podcast. Um, and people just weren't really getting it, you know, because of that. Because I put so much of me, so much of my ego and worry so less, so little about the audience and people were actually consuming it, actually listening, worry about how they were getting it, how they were being helped because my ego was blocking me from seeing that. Um, and that's why I was failing so much. It was one night in particular that I walked outside and, you know, after it, it was literally the day that the guy had 10,000 and his partner had 12,000 they went to zero and they both re-upped for 10,000 more. Um, and then the guy in front of me, he was just a regular old dude. You know, he hit uh, for, I think, like a six or seven, like a six car bus um, on blackjack, which if you don't you know, it's a bonus and it pays them 16 to one. So whatever you have on the bonus, like, so let's say a hundred dollars, because that's what he have had, you'll get 16 times that. And so he got $16,000 and he put $16,000 on his seat in the next play because he just won the money. And then he already had a rack of probably like 5,000 and he doubled down. So he put 32,000, don't worry about the jargon. He put $32,000 on the bet and he lost it. Um, and that night, like, you know, it was just so much action and so many people making money and so many of them that you wouldn't be able to point out like that person's a luminary, that person is exceptional, that person is complex or anything like that. They were simple people. It was so many of those people in that casino that night that were winning and, and I wasn't that it just, I don't know, it just drove the nail home after all these months of trying to be impressive and different and the one and all these different things because my ego and artistic because you know this is i know it's the best and the most artistic thing and they don't and you don't understand it you're just dumb like i remember leaving the casino that night and i felt like how my grandmother described you know and and i felt like a completely trans like meditative state like i felt a state of bliss i felt a state of joy and like the stars and the moon and the wind it just was all so different like I can't even describe like how 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 it felt, but after that day, like you know, I had come to really like a turning point to where I really didn't I just didn't mind going to work anymore. Like you know, I didn't mind being amongst you know people. You know, no one was bigger or less or smaller or bigger of a player or smarter or dumber. Like we're just all people. We're just all friends, and I don't mind going there and being there and being the person that has to work and grind for a living. It even made me think like, okay, how can you say that it's dumb to work a corporate lifestyle if you have employees one day that'll want to do that? You know, um, it just made me realize so much that ego was in my way and that simplicity and the lack of ego was the key. The point I'm bringing here is that this environment, these challenges, as, as hard as they were and as, as right as I was in the beginning of that, you know, this place of darkness and rain and clouds, it would hurt, it would lessen your ego, it would make you feel pain. The one on the other side, it was worth it. Because now, like, every day, like, it shaped me into such a person where I am just aligned, you know? I'm just me. Like, good chemicals come regardless. When I'm going to work, I don't mind going to work. Talking to people, having conversations, I don't mind saying something dumb or something stupid because I don't have ego around it. You know, they can make fun of me or I can say the wrong things. I just feel at ease. I just feel light. I just feel free. My business could not work. That's fine. Before it wasn't fine. I needed to, it needed it to work. I need it to work. You know, things are right as they are. 
and in the future they'll just be different they'll be better yeah but we're at a standard that's great right now that's fine you know i've just let go and learned how to relinquish so many things and it's made me feel like i'm so much stronger of a person my relationship my, with everybody my relationship with myself my girlfriend my parents my relationship with my business with my life it's just flowing and it's just happy and it's just loose and it's not rigid it's free it's joyful you know it's blissful and every experience is just an experience that i can take and enjoy put it in my back pocket and just be happy about it and the days you know they're hard days still there are days where i'm like like yesterday they put me in like the closet basically in the back of the casino and you know there was nobody there and i was like tired and bored and like irritated because like you know you know it, it just was a place where like no one's there like it's saturday it's live in here i want to talk and be be messy you know even though i'm not a social person at all i'm a very introverted person uh my coworkers keep saying hey do you want to hang outside of work i'm like no i'm introverted sorry <laughs> i don't have friends i don't socialize um but you know it, it, even in the way i thought about business like being a billionaire or being a rich business person is something that is cool and epic and absolute necessity for life but if it was just all that i did it wouldn't really make much of a difference you know when i was creating the jones room and the idea behind it uh, it was the first time writing a business plan and writing about the people that this business would serve that i actually started to cry like i felt like emotional doing this podcast and the podcast i had yesterday was the first time i felt like that like like a gate in me just opened and the emotions can just come because i really feel more so about the people and the impact and the end product and the end result i care a fucking lot and i don't know i did before but i don't know where it was i cared more so about the riches and the results and but i care and if i can get people even for free to partake in this thing and, and, and be out here and have fun with me and be better with me that is what matters to me right now like and if you haven't come to that place you might be like yo he's bsing like it doesn't matter but but go through whatever it is you have to go through get to where it is you have to get and you'll see exactly what i mean it's the truth it really is the truth and you'll go back and forth money is super important to me having a big like a big house 40 million dollars is super important to me having a like it's super important i want these things i want to travel around the world i want the best wedding the best engagement i want these things don't be silly i'm a human being but 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 the importance of people is greater the importance of relationships and bonds is greater there's nothing greater than that and and i learned that just going through this journey and, and you know it's funny like even like a few weeks ago you know whereas i'm an introverted person uh the person who owns the company that i work at um showed up for it was on thanksgiving because he wanted to show that like even when y'all are working i'm working too and you know i walked you know i had a 30 minute break and i clocked out from a break and i walked to the break room and whereas i'm an introvert and i naturally wouldn't do something like this like i just turned around and left the break room and i went to talk to him i talked to him for like probably 20 minutes out of my like 30 minute break and you know he was just like everybody else in the casino just a regular cool easygoing person he didn't speak in high hard to understand language or complex topic he wasn't super like engineer skillful wizard or anything like that he was just you know even though he was responsible for innovating a lot in the gambling uh uh industry casino industry like you know my supervisors were telling me that he's you know the one he was just down to earth and easy going and and introverted and all these cool things and um 
it just made, it just further supplemented what, what it is that I felt. And so the point that I'm bringing in this podcast episode is like, you know, you'll have to take the leap of faith. And, you know, it's the environment that you'll end up in. It's the challenges and obstacles that you'll end up in. Yeah, they'll strip a lot from you. But the wood they're stripping is weakness. They say pain, like the quote, pain is weakness leaving the body. You endure a lot of pain. But it's for the sake of your ultimate joy. And it's for the sake of ultimately becoming the person that is the boss. And you're becoming the person step by step by step by step by step. Not only with just environment, but with all the things that I described to you in the podcast. You're becoming the person that can lead that 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 is magnetic, that can lead a movement. You're becoming the boss that people want to serve. And, and not only the boss, but 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 the goals that you have, the purpose and the passion that you have, it makes people want to follow you to the ends of the earth and build something great alongside you, so that you can all share the prosperity. You become that person through these processes. It's a part of who you are. The seven variables that I name in this podcast, one of the main variables is pursuit, is passion, is aspiration. You know, uh, you can't be a happy person or a fulfilled person without it. A lot of our parents were mean and rude and toxic and tried to manipulate and control our lives because they didn't have passions that they accomplished. You need a passion. Um, so that's all we have to say in this episode. Um, but I, I, I did want to conclude on something that's really important. Uh, I've been doing like a 30-day challenge for the Jones Room. And essentially what the 30-day challenge is, is day by day, I, I teach and break down the seven steps to essentially making sure that your brain has good chemicals when you go in to do things that you want to do. Like when you go to talk to a girl that you like or go to start a business or the career that you want, instead of being shy and overthinking and self-sabotaging and thinking you're not strong enough or qualified enough, how is it that you make your brain say, yes, absolutely get excited, get extremely calm and feel like poise and focus and just do it? Okay, when you see the person of your dreams, how do you just quiet your mind, feel good, feel happy, feel excited and just walk over and have the words flow and when, when it comes to career and how do you just take the leap of faith? How do you feel calm? How do you feel that intuition and trust it and feel complete peace about it? Okay, how is it that you fix your brain to destroy the overthinking, the anxiety and depression that's holding you back from being a boss, essentially? And how do you instead put boss chemicals in? And so it's a seven day challenge. That, that, that essentially gives you, you know, uh, the blueprint. Uh, well, well, yeah, it's a 30-day challenge, but it's a seven-day challenge. The first seven days, I teach you the seven steps, because um, we all know these steps, but the seven steps that are famously misunderstood that leads to iron confidence overnight. And I say confidence to mean confidence to feel significant, to feel able, to feel strong, to feel self-esteem. What are the seven steps that we famously misunderstand? Because we, they're widely known, but they, people just don't really understand them. That leads to, you know, you feeling like a boss every single day. That'll take on challenges and, and grow and, and be somebody. Because you say you don't know what you want to be, you know, it's because you're, you're, you're blocking yourself up. You're timid, you're meek, and society is pressuring you and, and manipulating you. And your brain chemistry is just going along with that. So how do you reverse your fortune and feel strong? You know, um... That's what the challenge is all about, you know, and to give you like homework every day and things like that just to ensure it gets done. It's a complete reset from from where you are into complete and utter confidence and strength so that when the new year comes, tomorrow will be some of the best. Well, next year will be some of the best months and days and years of your life. 
Um, and I've been doing, you know, I'm just trying to be, I'm just free-flowing, like I said, I'm trying to be creative. I've been doing the challenge with with the people from the Jones Room, um, but I, I'm like, why, why not just do it on this podcast too? And so I actually set up like a landing page. It's not complete or anything like that because this is an experiment. I just want to see if people want to learn the actual steps that go into having like good brain chemistry and being a boss and feeling strong and all that. And so, you know, if you want to take like a miniature version, like a seven-day challenge, um, it might start Monday or the next Monday. I really don't know. I haven't figured out all the details yet, but it's set right now to start this Monday. It's Sunday today. And so it's set to start this Monday, but maybe we'll do a test run this for this week and then start again next Monday. We'll do it maybe twice, but we're only taking on like a hundred people because I don't really have a zoom call that can go beyond that, um, without it costing a lot of money. And so, I'm taking the next 100 people. If you want to do the seven-day challenge to fix your brain chemistry and kill your overthinking and the things that make you like kind of meek as a person, uh, you know, just go to becomingthecharacter.com slash seven-day challenge. Um, it all is free. It just asks you to enter your email address. Um, you know, it's not, you know, the funnel and the email, like most of it, like the most of the funnel is not done, but you can register right now. And I'll just send you over email and we'll join a Facebook group. And we'll be able to, I'll, I'll, I'll break down day by day, um, what are the variables that go into feeling like glowing, feeling inspirational, feeling like a boss, feeling elite, like feel like vitality, energy, confidence, strength. What are the variables that actually go into fixing your brain chemistry so that you feel that way? And so when opportunities and golden windows open, you feel qualified to take them. Um, so if you want to learn about that, just go to becoming the www.becomingthecharacter.com slash seven day challenge. Um, you know, uh, I'll put it down in the description of this podcast. So you can go click that. But if not, just go to whatever browser you use, Safari, Google, www.becomingthecharacter.com, becomingthecharacter.com slash seven day challenge. Um, so, yeah, uh, I really don't have anything else to say in this podcast. So uh, see you in the challenge, I hope. Um, I think it'll be a super cool thing. Uh, that have changed a lot of people's lives. It'll be completely free. Uh, it'll be very, very small windows of time, probably like 30 minutes every day virtually um and hopefully it, it helps a lot of people I, I look forward to hearing from you and talking to you actually interacting with the people on this podcast um yeah, it'll be a lot of cool things we'll talk about business and all you know all, all those extra things too so yeah it'll be cool but um okay i have to go because i have to go to work soon um things like that so yeah i appreciate you so much for listening uh, it's become well. This is becoming the Boss Podcast, and I'll see you in the next episode, which will be tomorrow. Peace out.